0: Our scripture readings this morning come to us first from the book of Proverbs, just one short verse. Hear now God's word for us. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And now from the first letter to the Thessalonians. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them, hold on to what is good, and reject every kind of evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I hear you're in midst of a, a sermon series uh, called Social, and I, I get to jump in in the middle of the series and do a little piece of it, but for those of you who um, may be, this is your first time here uh, during the last month or first time here ever, um, or just haven't been paying attention the last couple of weeks, here's the quick review. So uh, we started a couple weeks ago where Chris reminded us uh, that as, as Christians, uh, we're called to be social. Even as human beings, we're called to be social. And he started from the very beginning, from Genesis 1-1 or Genesis 1-2, where where God is spoken to um, in the form of being um, relational with each other, the Father, Son, the Spirit, uh, relating to one another in in the way God is. Uh, And so in creation, even... Uh, it's a social, it, it, it's given to us, our understanding of God um, is that God is a social being. And it comes down to the, this idea that, you know, as church, we're called to, to work one another. Uh, I, I think one of the scriptures a couple weeks ago was something about uh, three or two is better than one, and a quarter of three uh, is, is, is the strongest that we could have. This idea that, that we do faith together, uh, a preacher that I heard uh, from San Diego. I'm forgetting his name now, but I want to attribute this quote to him, but uh, it, it's been profound to me. He, he said, Faith is very personal, but it is never private. Faith is something that we do together. And as a church, this is why we gather, at least once a week. And we're, we're, we're told and encouraged to do it even more if we can, because faith is never just something We do privately faith is something we do in community and then last week I believe Chris talked about uh, when we're social with one another uh, it's about us putting ourselves lower than others I think he read the Philippians verse where it said about Jesus here we have God God self coming down to us yet God God in the person of Jesus humbles himself to become human humbles himself to die for us humbles himself to die in the most humiliating way on a cross and sets before us the example of how we live socially with others by lifting them up by humbling ourselves before them and then of course in all of this there's been a little bit of talk about how social media and how in 2020 uh, how does social media fit into this to church to the way we live out our faiths and so uh, um, I thought I would start us off with a little quiz. So that was your quick review. Here, here, here's the quiz. So I'm gonna flash up a social media icon. And you guys just call out what it is, okay? And so here we go. We have a bunch to get through. So here we go, what's this? Facebook, okay, does everyone have Facebook? Yes, okay, most everyone probably has Facebook, has interacted, I think the number is up near like 96% of people who own a phone have Facebook. Okay, what's next? Twitter. How many of you tweet regularly? How many of you read tweets somewhat regularly? Okay, so, so there's a handful out there. Yeah, okay, good. What's next? LinkedIn, yes. I've been working on my profile. I'm still without a job, so I was just on LinkedIn last week updating it realizing oh man I haven't I haven't been on my LinkedIn account for forever and so but some of you use LinkedIn Uh, I know my brother who's a corporate headhunter he says that's the first place they go and so if you're looking for that better job get on LinkedIn get your profile up and running okay what's next Instagram yes everyone knows what Instagram is you share a quick picture and you post it online or you share a little story a little piece of what's happening in your life and so instagram it's popular i wouldn't say with all the kids anymore but it's popular with the younger adults for sure okay what's next youtube, YouTube. we're on youtube hello youtube family verse out there yes youtube there's about a dozen people that, that are on youtube every week even listening and, and watching us and so uh, a video streaming for sure okay what's next Google Plus. Go- Google, yeah, is Google Plus even around? And so I probably should have just replaced this with Google. Does everyone know what Google is? It actually has made it into the dictionary. To Google something is now a, a right use of the word, meaning to what? Search, right? To search the, the plethora, the, the wide vast of information that is put on the internet. Okay, we got to keep going here. Snapchat. Snapchat, yes, pictures that disappear after a certain point. But reminder, teenagers, nothing truly disappears. Okay, next. Android, how many Android fans are out here? Yes, how many Apple fans? Oh no, I don't care about you, okay. (laughs) Sorry, Chris, actually they're using the Apple out there. But Android, yes, Android 10 coming out, I'm excited. Okay, next. Skype. Skype, do you guys use Skype? You guys know with your families, there's, there's so many competing ones, but this was one of the first of doing what? Video chatting. Yes? Now you can use Zoom, you can use Messenger, you can use pretty much anything. But Skype was one of the forerunners on that. OK, next. Spotify. Spotify. What the spot, What Spotify used for? Music streaming and so and you can actually it tracks what you've done and so I know we just had the new year and so I kept getting the this is what you listen to most in 2019. So okay, what's next? WordPress. WordPress, okay, yes, WordPress. Building a website or a blog, that's what WordPress is all about and so okay, keep going. Pinterest. If ever you want to feel like you have zero creativity in your life, go on Pinterest, okay? Because you can find the cutest, the best of everything out there. And then also after you look at these beautiful things, make sure you Google Pinterest fails, okay? And so all the people who try copying what's on Pinterest and how poorly they've done it. Okay, what's next? WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Very good. I just have to get this. This past week, because someone wanted WhatsApp. And and why do you think I needed to get it? someone wanted to video chat, but they wanted to video chat internationally. And so, WhatsApp is one of the best internationally. You go to other countries, that's the main app that they use on their phones for everything, from texting to video chatting, everything. WhatsApp, okay, what's next? Dropbox, yeah, store all your files. Good, and so, okay, we'll keep going. There you go, Tumblr. It took me a moment this morning as I was remembering. It's like, which one was it? Tumblr is all about what? Sharing what? I, I don't, even know don't even know. Mostly it's pictures. Tumblr is about sharing pictures on uh, whatever topic you want, uh, pictures in your life, and just that. Okay, what's next? Give me the money. But of course, now PayPal, is, uh, now there's Venmo, there's tons of different ones out there. and so, um, But yeah, PayPal. What else is there? This is actually Vimeo. What? Videos, short story videos, platform to to share them. And so, and the great thing about Vimeo is you can actually download all of them, unlike YouTube now. And so a lot of people have been transferring over to Vimeo. Okay, I added one new one this morning. I'll admit, I don't even have this, but it is probably the one that everyone's talking about now. Anyone know what this one is? TikTok. The young folks know all about TikTok. So go ask what? Lorelei? Lorelei? Lorelei. Go ask Lorelei what TikTok's all about, okay? Because she even knows better than I do. But pretty much anyone who's a kid now, um, they're going to have TikTok on their phones or, or, or know what that is. And so, okay, so all these different things of uh, social media and how we use social media in our lives. And I'll, I'll get back to this in a little bit. But um, as some of these things settle onto our hearts, uh, just quickly join me in prayer. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O Lord our God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Okay, so this week we're talking about iron sharpening iron. And as we saw in the children's time, um, yeah, we need iron to sharpen iron. And this is this image of what it means back then. And of course, when they're talking in the Old Testament time, a lot of it was around tools. And what's the most common iron tool that we think of when we think about iron or even steel? Knives, swords, those blades of different things. And so, yeah, it was pretty common. So in Jesus' time or in the Jewish culture coming up, um, that's really what we're talking about. Knives of some kind of sort. Uh, And so um, I think this one simple verse, though, speaks to us a lot about what it means to be social, not just back in Jesus' time, but even for us today. And so I'm just going to plow through a couple ideas about what iron sharpening iron means. And so uh, I think the first thing you have to realize is that um, this verse reminds us that it's about relationship, again, because if you you need two pieces of iron for this to work, and these two pieces of irons have to want to work together for it to work, or else you'll just have two dull knives or two dull swords uh, if they never interact with one another. And so, even at the heart of this verse, the heart of who we are is that uh, we, we have to be in relationship with one another. I know uh, earlier in Proverbs there's this verse that says, uh, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So even in this, that as we work together, as we sharpen one another, it's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always just going to be happy, but sometimes it's going to cause a little bit of pain to one another. And if knives had feelings or swords had feelings, I'm sure as they're being sharpened, there might be a little bit of pain. They might not even know why they're going through it at that time, but we know for it to get sharp, it cut the, the friction that happens between the two is what sharpens these blades. And as social beings, we have to realize not everything is always gonna be comfortable in our lives. And especially as we talk about iron sharpening iron, it's not gonna always feel good. But it's something we're called to do. We're called to sharpen one another. Some of us might call this accountability, about seeing a brother or sister who needs a word of truth spoken into their lives, or a brother or sister who needs a word of encouragement, or a group of people that need to be challenged to go beyond what they've been doing, or communities that need to be lifted up with loving words saying you matter all of these are ways that we sharpen one another we hold each other accountable to God's word for us to what we are called to be as God's children as I was researching and reading some articles getting prepared for uh, the sermon I I came across Uh, someone who who was sharing about his workplace and specifically about this verse. And uh, it it was so good, I thought I would read it to you. He, He says this about his workplace. Honestly, it's been the most incredible thing being here with these guys. I think a lot of people miss out. I know I did early in college to some extent in understanding the true value of community, the true value of what we talk about in iron, sharpening iron, or spurring each other on. God Himself is God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three in one. He Himself is living in a relationship in a community. When Jesus sent out the disciples, He sent them out two by two because they need each other to spur each other on. And I think that we can all lose sight of that and say, Well, I've got my faith and you have yours. Or I have this and you do your own thing. But that's not what faith is all about. Because life is hard. Life is messy. There are a lot of things that just aren't good in life. And it's easy to just get lost and wander. You always need people to help keep you on the straight and narrow. Keep you on that path and really encourage you. I just know how really beneficial it's been in my life to have brothers in Christ and to really just help keep me on that path. And I really encourage people to kind of just check yourself to some extent and see who's in your life. Are they building you up? Are they lifting you up? Are they spurring you on? Are they tearing you down? There's value in iron sharpening iron. This was written by a great theologian and soon-to-be pastor, I don't know, but his name was Carson Wentz, and he wrote this the week before the Super Bowl two years ago. He was one of the two quarterbacks for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he shared the story about him and some of his teammates in that locker room. And we know that faith was an important part of those Eagles beating those dastardly Patriots that year. They would say that in that locker room, there's a bond that many others in the locker room just couldn't explain, except there's this core group of guys. And those guys were brothers, brothers in Christ looking out for one another, holding each other accountable, not just on the field, but in life. And I thought those words were quite profound coming from Carson Wentz. I sometimes wonder and hope that even as we see and watch the Super Bowl today, that's story we might see or hear stories on how faith is working in people's lives in all aspects of community, of our world, of our society. And if you can work in an NFL locker room, I wonder why you couldn't work elsewhere, in our own workplaces, in our own families, in our own church, Are we willing to say those hard words to one another and hold each other accountable to what God has called us to? There's another thing about iron sharpening iron. We know that, again, it has to deal with relationships and accountability and that willingness to accept it, but also has to do with motivation. Now, most people, when we think about two blades against each other, The first thought is that they would be fighting each other and chipping one another and even dulling one another as they're trying to gain the advantage of each other. This verse reminds us that yes, blades can do that. And iron and steel have been used that way for years and centuries and millennia. But iron can also be used to make each other sharper and stronger. And it's a matter of what's our motive. How do we want to use it? The iron in our lives, I think, is our ability to speak words. There's powers in the words that we have, whether it's spoken in person to one another, or whether it's placed on a social media platform. The words we put out there, they can bring people down, or they can sharpen people. You know as we talk about social media and I gave you a whole bunch of different ways social media is being used I think the words or, or, or the scripture needs to maybe speak to us how are our words how are what we're doing online sharpening others 2020 we know it's what an election year coming up And so Facebook, if it doesn't already do this for you, it's going to proliferate the number of political-leaning posts that are out there, some from people that you know very closely, some you might call friends even, and you'll read or see the things they post and think to yourself, this person's crazy. But we know that it's out there. Information is out there. With the internet, we have no excuse to not know something or have an understanding of something. If we want to dig in and learn about something, then we can do that. But it's a matter of what's our motive. I'll admit, I go on Facebook during the season and I start unfollowing folks because all they seem to wanna do is pick a fight online And here's the thing. Some of these guys are even some close friends, people I might respect. But it makes you wonder, why are they putting it on there? And in some ways, I don't want to be a judge of that, and so I just unfollow it. But I do know that if I want to learn someone's perspective on something, I can go right online and do that. If I want to pick a fight with someone, I could do that as well. But I have a policy for myself that Facebook isn't the place to go show who's right about something but Facebook is a place where I can go and say oh this is why they're so passionate about this certain issue or wow I never thought about it this way maybe I should contact them or send them something or ask some more deeper questions with social media we have this unique opportunity to sharpen one another you have this unique opportunity to go and learn about others their perspectives their struggles their thoughts and let me tell you it's okay if you disagree with them But if we're in relationship and we have accountability with one another, even when we disagree, we can sharpen one another and say, you know, thank you for teaching me. Thank you for encouraging me to see this a different way, one way that I probably never would have considered. I might not agree with you still, but thank you. Friends, this is what church is about. About gathering to sharpen one another. And we know that as a church, we're made of human beings and we don't always get it right. And sometimes, rather than sharpening one another, we cut down one another. And so our challenge as the church in 2020 is to figure out how can we use our words How can we use our social media platforms to sharpen one another, rather than to bring others down? You know, as we are gathered this week and gather around table, this table reminds us that we're actually family. And I don't know about you and your family, but my family gets along all the time. We never argue. We never fight. We're just a perfect family. Yeah after thanksgiving and christmas i think all of us probably know that's not true but we continue getting together because we are family we accept one another if anything else because we're related to one another we put up with one another because of that and that's a little bit of what this reminds us of that we're family even when we mess up even when we've hurt other people rather than lifting them up That when we gather together in Christ's presence, that we're reminded we're brothers and sisters. And it's a promise that, you know what, we're going to try doing this better as we continue to gather each and every week. And so as you partake in communion this morning, I want to remind you that, you know, after the resurrection, uh, there were some disciples that were walking along with Jesus and didn't even realize it. And they are talking about the political happenings and what, what had happened the week before. And these disciples invited the stranger to them in. And it wasn't until they sat down around a table to eat that they realized, Jesus, God, is in our presence. And I want to invite you to remember as we celebrate this meal this morning that God is in our presence. As you go from this place, know that we've been fed at this table. We've been been reminded that yes, we mess up. But we have this chance, this opportunity to rather than cut people down, to build them up, to sharpen them. So go do that and go let others do that for you.